Come on. Welcome, Life Club. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Dr. Aaron LeBauer. Aaron, are you ready to do this? I'm ready, George. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on. Dr. Aaron is the host of the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast. He's the author of Cash PT Blueprint. He's a speaker. He's helping physical therapists scale their time, impact, and income without just relying on insurance. Aaron, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, I think uh, personal life-wise, I have you know family, wife, two girls, and uh, love skiing, riding bikes, um, vintage cars and scooters, and uh, I don't like you know I've done I've I've done a lot of different jobs in my life. You know, um, let's see what I do for work. We I do two things. We own a physical therapy clinic where we help active people in Greensboro stay fit, healthy, and strong without pain meds, injections, or surgery. And um, after building that business, people asked me, how did I do it? And we we built that business without relying on insurance companies for reimbursement because that creates a, a lot of times it creates a conflict of interest in what's right and best for our patients. And so um, I started teaching people how to grow their business and do that. And so I have a consulting business that helps um, physical therapists and other healthcare providers um, create uh, six-figure uh, or launch six-figure businesses and scale them to multi-six figures in multiple locations to help so that we can help thousands and even millions of people um, avoid unnecessary uh, surgery and expensive imaging. And the main reason is because as a therapist treating patients for over 20 years, People keep coming back with the same stories like, I wish I never got this surgery, or you were the first person to touch me where I hurt, or I was told never to lift 35 pounds ever again. How am I going to get back to picking up my baby, washing my dog, or even doing CrossFit? And there's a lot of misinformation, miscommunication, and I believe a lot of it happens because healthcare providers don't have any time to sit and help you understand what's going on, and that's what we were able to do. Nice. I appreciate all that. Tell me more about the scooter part, Aaron. Yeah. Well, I used to race bicycles, <laughs> right? And I lived in San Francisco and I started working with a coach and I was training really hard and, but I had to commute to work and I was like, man, I'm too tired to, you know, ride across town to go to work. And, um, and I was working as a massage therapist. So, I mean, I was expending a lot of energy. And so I was like, maybe I'll get a motorcycle. I was like, you know, motorcycle's big. Let me check out the scooters. And there was a big uh, vintage Vespa and Lambretta scene. These are metal bodied scooters from Italy from the sixties and seventies. And it's really big in San Francisco and I rode one and I fell in love. And so I got one to commute around town on and then moved to North Carolina where the, you know, there's probably a dozen or two dozen people here with vintage scooters. Maybe, maybe there's more, but like, you know, I know of like two dozen people max. <laughs> um, I'm like one or I'm like the only person in Greensboro who actively rides. And I had to be resourceful. And when something would break, I had to figure out how to fix it. And, I, and I've since, um, in the last 15 years, rebuilt multiple scooters, rebuilt multiple engines, you know, bought them, fixed them up, sold them. I bought them for, you know, $400, sold them for 2300 You know, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. But it's something I can do with my hands and create something, see some work, enjoy it, and even pass it along to the next person. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Nice. 
All right. So it strikes me that it is, I, I wrote down problem of insurance. Yeah. Where it's a problem because so many people rely on it. And it's a problem because we think that it's just the way that we get healthcare is through the insurance mm-hmm. company. And, and probably a lot of the practitioners you're working with, the doctors you're working with are sort of locked into it and trapped. Yep. Is it better to start with the end in mind of I'm not going to take insurance? And is it possible to unring the bell and to unwind and detach my practice from an insurance model? Yeah. You know, like if, if someone's getting started, I think it depends on your philosophy and the scale you want, right? I think um, it is, so number one, it's, I think it's better to start without insurance because insurance reimbursements are going down. They've been going down for 20 plus years. Um, they're not going to go up. Um, and so what that means is in order to pay the bills, we have to see more people perhaps. whether we know it or not, they're geared towards generating revenue, which isn't a lot of revenue. It's just, um, we, we have to generate revenue to pay the bills. And so we start, uh, I feel like shortchanging most patients, not all patients, some people, it's a perfect model because that's what they need and others, they just need more. Yes, it can, you can't unring the bell. I've worked with dozens of clients, more than dozens probably at this point, who were insurance-based and they're basically their cost to treat a patient is $80, but their average reimbursement is $72. You know, so, so we're negative $8 for most of the, you know, most of the patients. Um, so they have, they, they can't stay in business and continue to accept in insurance. At, and really what it means is the practice has um, signed a contract with the insurance provider like Blue Cross Blue Shield to provide services at a specific rate. A lot of times people don't understand what that really means. They'll sign this contract um, and that rate is lower than their cost of operations. So the cost to run the business, cost to pay the employees, um, and a lot of owners end up taking a a pay cut or a hit on their personal income as they have to pay their staff's salary. Um, So yeah, that's the, so the real problem is what I see the real problem from a perspective of the um, therapist is do I do what's right for my patient or do I do what I know is going to generate revenue so I can pay my employees? And I feel like that's an ethical question. I don't want to have to, I shouldn't have to answer in healthcare and other people see it as, well, people have insurance. They are entitled to use their insurance probably because I have insurance. I should feel entitled. You should accept insurance. Well, if the math isn't right, you know, like, I mean, the math just doesn't work. And so how can I help people if I can't stay in business? Yeah. Well, that when, when you lay it out like that, it certainly does. I was going to say it makes sense, but it doesn't make any sense at all. Why, why, why would I sign a contract with an insurance company that's going to pay me less than it costs me to provide the care? Um, I guess that's probably a whole nother podcast, but (laughs) let's, (laughs) let's, let's, Let's let's talk about the way forward and how how you were able to do it differently. Yeah, I think the number one thing that I think your audience can get out of this is the way that we do it differently is through customer service and sales, not marketing. 
yes, marketing, we market differently. I do more direct response marketing than most, you know, uh, like traditional clinics, but it's about the sales and enrollment. So if I'm a physical therapist and I believe that my treatment is exactly what you need because I've asked you questions and done a, done a, you know, short like examination, then it's my ethical obligation to sell the service to you because probably most people here listening have heard of physical therapy. Some of you have said, oh, physical therapy doesn't work, you know, or I tried physical therapy or it's only for, you know, if I get a surgery, physical therapy can't help me. Well, the thing is, is you're right. No one knows what physical therapy really is. You know, physical therapy means so many different things. There are physical therapists that do wound debridement. You've got a, um, a necrotic ulcer, like a dead tissue, like as a physical therapist, I can debride it and clean the wound for you. I can do um, what's called electrophysiology testing. I can do testing to see are your nerves uh, transmitting signals correctly. And there's there's so many different women's health and orthopedics. And then there's like uh, I mean there's there, there's there's education. There's so many things. So if I know I can help this person, I can't try to give them physical therapy. I have to sell them the transformation that they want to make in their life. And if I can help them do that, you know, like it's my obligation to sell it. And I'm not selling you something you don't need. Like a, uh, I don't, you don't need a Porsche 911. You can get around in a Yugo. I mean, if there are any still left on the road, right? But, but, but a lot of healthcare providers are like, how could we possibly do that? That's unethical to sell. Well, selling isn't coercion. Selling's asking the right questions. Right. And as business owners, we know, like in order to sell our services, I have to find out, do you actually need it? Um, and that's that's the main thing that we do differently is um, we take the time to ask you the questions. What's going on? How long has this been a problem? What what issues is this causing in your life? And a question like, you know, George, say you could snap your fingers and produce one outcome working together with us in the next 90 days. What would it be and how would it change your life? And if you this, get my back to start, stop hurting, and yeah. it would change everything. Yeah, and and then I would ask you why. Why is getting your back to stop hurting important? I could get around without pain. I could play with my kids. I could exercise again. Yep. And why is playing with your kids and exercising again important to you? I, it, that's that's what made me happy. Yeah, great. And are you able to do that now? I can't. Right. Okay. If I could help you get back to playing with your kids and exercising again, so you feel happy. You know, do you think that, uh, you know, would you like to work with us? You know, I'm like, I would for be, sure. Right. But most people are going to come in and say, okay, you can't touch your, t- you, you've got this limited range of motion. You've got this diagnosis. Let's do this back pain protocol. You know, like I can get the back pain protocol on YouTube or Instagram, you know, let's see if it works. But if I'm, so this is a sales conversation that I took from my coaching programs. Like I learned how to enroll people into my coaching programs. I was like, wait, I should be doing that in my clinic. You know, and at the time we were it allowed us to raise our rates hundred dollars per visit, but we don't sell physical therapy per visit. We sell programs, if that makes sense. So I sell you an outcome. It's going to take 12 weeks and I'm going to see you eight times in those 12 weeks. It does. And it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it, talking about the outcome versus just feeding people on a conveyor belt of 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 yeah. therapy. Like, okay, yeah. you've got you've got number four. All right, you you go over there and you're going right. to go through that. Um, 
makes perfect sense. And yeah. it also makes perfect sense why yeah. a lot it, of the physical therapists and other practitioners in different fields, I'm sure that this is a very, a, a pretty common problem among anybody that's working with insurance and medicine, um, that they don't have the sales skills. They don't understand the, the mindset, the perspective that you're talking about. And so it's hard to bridge that gap. Right. And it's very different than me saying, like, let me sell you a surgery that may or may not be necessary. Mm. You know, like physical therapy is a very low risk interv We call it an intervention. It's a low risk, you know, option for treatment of pain and injuries. Like the highest, the, the highest risk you have is getting burned by an ice pack. You know, like your skin can be burned by an ice pack because you can't, after a while you can't feel it. Well, you know what, in our clinic, we don't do ice packs because we spend time with you. We don't leave you alone. And so there's really no risk, you know, other than you wasting some time and maybe some money. Like it's, it's not a health risk versus surgeries where you can get an infection, you can die, you can lose feeling in a leg and limb, you know, you, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, like you can get an ulcer from take, eating too much Advil because, you know, sure. the rock eats Advil on his show. You know, they, they crunch opioids, you know, with Jason Statham and the rock, every movie they have them crunching some opioids. You know, like there's a super high risk to that. Um, oh, so never, we're selling I've, something that has very little risk, a lot of upside. I, well, I've never thought about how how action stars are are, are popping pills in movies and the impact that that's having on us. Interesting. That's a whole right. other podcast too, Aaron. <laughs> All right, but but and the departure here is now I need to get my patients to come out of pocket for this service versus mm -hmm. having it paid for by insurance. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So a lot of our patients have already been somewhere else and they were like, that didn't work or that wasn't the experience I wanted, you know, or expect, I mean, people said, Oh, I could Dr. LeBauer, you know, I could do those exercises at the gym. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you, know you can do those at the gym. Because they're, you know, and, um, and then, and then there's people who don't know about physical. So it's a small subset of people who've already been to PT. What I really want to do is reach the people who've never experienced it. And what, and that's where the marketing comes in, where we're talking about, um, talking to them specifically and about their needs, wants, and desires, not about physical therapy. And, um, what we have to do is we have to show them, you know, that we can help them. And then if, if we feel good working together and we can help you, you feel like, like this is the right place to reach your goals. Like here's we'll, we'll lay out a plan. And you know, there's plenty of people that say no to us because they're like, well, I need to use my insurance. And it's absolutely, they can absolutely do that. Um, too few people there, there's a few people come in. I say too few, because I think a lot of people like check their ego and don't come back, but there's a few people come back and say, I should have come to see you in the first place. Like I went to the other place. I wasted a bunch of time. I should have just come back here in the first place. And I think a lot of people are afraid to come back because they, it, it means they've made a bad decision. Actually the bad decision is making no decision. Right. So, um, you know, I think that's, to me, that's my biggest fight is how do I, how do I bridge that gap earlier on? And I think as, um, insurance reimbursements continue to decrease, um, we've got a new regulation out. You have to provide a good faith estimate um, for healthcare services. Um, as people start seeing those from traditional places, they're like, "Wow, that's that's a lot." 
you know, and that's going to start, it's starting to change the landscape a little bit. Fascinating. What just jumped into my mind is uh, what if there was some kind of program or insurance that, that paid for somebody to have access to financial education because they're financially sick. And if they were to go through the insurance, they would get, you know, a B or C kind of a thing and what that experience would be like. And then what, a financial advisor would say, well, this is the benefit you're going to get from working with me and coming out of pocket and paying it. And it'll be just a completely different experience. And potentially it's actually going to solve your problem and get you on the path to the life that you actually want. Right. Yeah, no, that's an interesting question. It brings up two thoughts. I think number one, I just want to be clear that our patients do file self claims for insurance and then, and it is covered. We just don't file the claim on their behalf. They pay us first and they can choose to file a claim. Most people's deductibles are so high that even with two rounds of physical therapy, they won't reach their two or a physical therapy and a surgery. They won't reach their deductible. Um, and the second part is, um, having this money conversation with people like, Hey, you might, you will probably actually save money working with us versus going somewhere else isn't really a conversation that works because it's too log- logical. People buy on emotion. And, you know, then what happens is if I get into this conversation with you and say, Hey, George, you know, eight visits with us is going to cost you $2,000. But if you go over here, you've got your eight, you've got your copay plus they're billing $350 per visitor unit. Like there's no way for me to know what they bill. Right. So like, but they probably do. You're going to come out paying more, but, now people are thinking, but wait, why am I paying for insurance when it's going to be more? So it doesn't make sense. It feels like it should be free or covered. Okay. So if I choose you, then I've definitely made a bad decision, whether it's about choosing physical therapy or choosing an insurance plan. Somehow I've been duped. So they're not going to come and and see us because now I've broken down it way too logical and someone's, someone's doing something wrong. And so, but they're not going to come choose us. It's because it's too logical. Um, and I think that as consumers, like my personal health insurance, like I have like a five or seven, I think we have a $5,000 individual deductible. And as a family, we have a $15,000 or $20,000 family deductible max out of pocket max. It's basically insurance. It's catastrophic insurance so that we won't go bankrupt because someone in my family's in the hospital rather than it. It's not something that covers the oil change, right? Which mm-hmm. like. Physical, it's a bad analogy to say physical therapy is like the mechanic, but in essence, pain is like your check engine alarm and uh, insurance doesn't cover you getting new tires in an alignment every three years. I think that's great. Makes sense. Well, Aaron, the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? I think the number one thing I think as a business owner that makes the biggest difference is asking for help, being quick to ask for help. So whether that's asking your current mentor for help or finding a mentor or business coach, um, taking action and implementing what you learn, whether it's something your business coach tells you to do or something, some strategy you learn, you have to, um, take action on it. Otherwise it's not, it's not gonna, you know, like you'll never, you'll never succeed because, um, you know, like I think Wayne Gretzky says you miss hundred percent of the shots you never take. Um, and then you have to be, uh, you have to share your wins and your lessons. The only reason I'm here talking to you is because I started sharing what was working well for me. Um, and so those are the big three 
things that at least make our Platinum Mastermind members successful, and I know make most people successful, is ask for help, take action quickly, share your wins. And then the fourth thing, or like the real main thing uh, that's on the back of my sweatshirt today, but you can't see it, it's 80% is good enough. As business owners, it, it doesn't have to be perfect, it just has to work, you know? So. Eighty percent in business is, is enough. It's uh, good enough because uh, perfection will kill your business. Well, I think that is great stuff. It definitely gets come on. I love it. Those are solid. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Um, the best way to find me is over on Instagram at Aaron Labauer. It's A A R O N L E B as in boy A U E R. Um, Instagram at Aaron LeBauer, or you can go to AaronLeBauer.com. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Aaron your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find Dr. Aaron at Aaron LeBauer on Instagram and then AaronLeBauer.com. That's A-A-R-O-N-L-E-B-A-U-E-R. And I'll link all that to the notes of the show. Thanks again, Aaron. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.